Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm also known as the Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Chris Jurgen. He is in commercial real estate for the last 35 years, and he focuses on creating spaces for small businesses. I have Gary Fredericks. He's the CEO of On Point Partners, where they provide back office services for small businesses. And I have Kevin Wash. He is a coach, mentor, author, trainer, and speaker running a consultancy business specializing in sales for international property development. The question I have today, what makes something a basic human right? Kevin, kick us off. Okay, for my take on this, I think um, anything that helps to preserve human dignity. So I think if you treat people with respect, treat people the way that you would like to be treated. So for me, it's treat people with respect. I think basic dignities would show that I'm living in a civilized society. I have a freedom of expression. I don't talk down to people. I don't laugh at people. I don't buy into body shaming. And I would like people to treat me the same way. So I think we can take our own responsibility for basic human rights by giving out what we would like to receive. Gary? I agree with Kevin. As a matter of fact, when he first said it, I said, well, that's it. We don't need to go any further. <laughs> but I also think taking care of people is part of that. You know, Health care and such so that everybody has the ability to live comfortably in mm. the world. So th that's something I think is important to me. Chris? Yeah, I, I think it's a really difficult one because there's basic and then there's sort of extended. And by that, I mean... Everything that uh, uh, Kevin said, I agree with, but I, I think those are sort of more philosophical rights versus uh, what are your basic human needs? We should have a level playing field for the for those. Um, but where does it stop? Those are the sort of things that have to be defined. And I don't think there's one definition that sort of encompasses it. It, I feel like basic human rights have to be something where my rights can't infringe on yours in some way. There's something about that in there. But also this idea that you shouldn't be allowed to create laws or rules that tell me what I should do with myself. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's a bit, I guess, if you're living in a society where people are creating rules that would impact you that much. That sounds a bit like a dictatorial society to me because there's everyday laws that are passed that we all live by. I guess it's up to us how we choose to accept them and adapt to them, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I kind of think uh, I live in the United States and I think we're getting kind of crossing some of those boundaries here with uh, transgender and abortions and things like that. Some of the laws that are being passed in this country now I scratch my head. See, how could you how could you tell somebody what they can do and not do with themselves? It just doesn't make sense. Forever and ever, though, there's been laws like that. I mean, if you think about, we'll take something as simple as whether prostitution should be legal or not. Why is that not okay? If if it's my body and I am deciding that this is then now it's completely different. If we're talking about sex trafficking, that's a different thing. Yes. But as a grown human. And it's my body. Why is prostitution but, not? But okay? then, you know, what about things like selling your kidney or selling your organs? Where do you draw the line? Mm -hmm. Those are the, that's what I meant by sort of where are the barriers or definitions of the barriers. Uh, it's it, it, one person's right could be 
another person's anathema. <laughs> and that's where you um, run into that problem of people yeah. can abuse someone's right to their own body if they're in a bad enough situation. Kevin, it looked yeah. like you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I just actually, my brain's a bit slow. I've just really understood the nuance of your point. And is it, there's a great example here in Egypt. You know, homosexuality is illegal. And which is absolutely ridiculous because I know there's plenty of people that I work with who are homosexual, but I know that they don't come out and express that, which for me is an absolute nonsense. And I actually challenge people and I ask them, what would you do if your child, your son or your daughter was homosexual or gay or lesbian? What would you do? And the answers, it's like going back a hundred years. People have no acceptance of it, but I guess as you say, it's my body, it's my right, how I how I choose to express myself sexually is my should be my right but there are still plenty of countries this is one of them where that isn't my right so i need to leave and that brings us back to the question which is what makes something a basic human right who decides that yeah not the un (laughs) 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 i i I actually think society is the one that sort of will define that and whatever society you're living in um is going to define that and again uh it goes from sort of basic human rights and then it goes into the range of politics, political philosophy. Are you on the right? Are you on the left? Um, unfortunately, but that's why it becomes a political football always. And if someone can sort of find a way of not making it a political football, then I'm on that side. But unfortunately, that's the, this is the world we're living in. It's like someone crossing the road with a, a, a pram or a carrier, a baby carriage, and not doing it at a traffic light. <laughs> People do crazy things. Mm. But what is acceptable? I guess that that person thinks that's acceptable. I don't know. Mm. Uh, they're in a rush. It's crazy if you think that by driving across one state line, you either can or you can't have an abortion. By getting on a plane and flying into another country, you either can or you can't have sex with the, with the individual of your choice. I guess if you've got the ability to move, then you can take control of your own life again. However, not everybody has the ability to do those things. So there are, I guess, I don't know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people living with, living under suppression like that, which I, I, I mean... You only have to look at states within our country, here in the US, where the laws dictate when you can drink, how you can drink, who you can drink with, you know, ludicrous laws. But someone decided this was okay. Gary, you've been really quiet. <laughs> which is not normal for you i'm mulling the question because who decides what a human right is i think it should should be society but i don't think it is society i don't think society will ever be the determining factor because just too many too much political bs there's there's too much money bs involved in it don't forget to add religion oh yeah yeah <laughs> there's a strange, there's, there's a strange. I mean, I lived in uh, in South Africa for several years, and in, in the post-apartheid era, and you had a situation there where the young blacks and the young whites had no animosity or hostility towards each other whatsoever. Everybody referred to New South Africa. That's the mm. way it was. But with their culture and apartheid, you had black and white, and then you had coloreds. So. The issue um, in the post-apartheid was with the coloreds because they'd lost their, in the old system, they were kind of middle class. Mm. In the new system, they didn't have a class. So they resented people. So the only ever racial, racist situations I found myself in in Africa were between Indians and black Africans because the Indians and the colored wanted to say, we're better than you still. 
even in this post-apartheid era. They couldn't let it go. And yet, when you see this, the shift in the mentality, especially from the, the Zulu tribe and some of the other tribes, to suddenly start working with the white guys, but the ones in the middle couldn't get it. They couldn't make the shift. Interesting. Yeah. Gary, did you get to finish your thought? Sorry, Gary, sorry. Yeah, I mean, religion's a, a sticky subject. Because that's the challenge I had with talking about society should choose. Well, then somebody's drawing the line. Somebody's making the decisions. What are they basing them on? Well, I think first, first of all, I think for personal rights, I think it should be left up to the individual to mm. decide what, as long as it doesn't infringe negatively upon other people. It's like a flyer in a crowded theater, but it's never going to be that way. So as long as as people are being governed by others. I mean, I think our government could, could do a lot more than worry about what each person is doing in their home and focus on things that they can actually govern and, and push forward. It's interesting that you say that because I grew up in a place where um, it was about the collective. That's Europe. Mm. It's all about collective rights. Um, actually, the rest of the world is all about collective rights. In the United States, it's about individual rights. And that's really what separates the U.S. versus the rest of the world. And yet, and yet, there's a movement here to force uh, people to go to collective rights um, as if that's the, the panacea. Well, is it? I don't know. But I, I like the actual idea of having individual rights as a society. And that comes back to what exactly what your question is all about. Yeah. Individual rights are actually civil rights in many ways. I do think that this is a really tough topic. I, I think it deserves so much more than 10 minutes, but yes. this is quick hits and that's <laughs> as much as we have to give it. Thank you for thinking about this with me and for having this difficult conversation. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.